Oh my God. I, uh, <laughs> the second I hit the button, everything went out my brain. Oh my God. Okay. So as you know, I was Open like, your purse. what? <laughs> Open your purse. <laughs> I see it. Give me. I need a dollar. I see it right there. You're fucking lying. <laughs> <laughs> I need a slushy fool. All right. <laughs> so I was losing my mind to your music in the car and that fucking audio clip that I sent you. Chris wants to use it. <laughs> like love that. Do show. it. Yes, I'm so excited. Um so I fucking like I found you through TikTok actually and I think the video that made me like really start paying attention to your shit was the one where you were like you tell one bitch that you don't like the cops once. <laughs> so like that was my introduction to you. And then I found like you posted in a video where you were like, I don't care if you post my nudes because I'm the one that posted them first. Like my music. And I was like, oh, you make music. Yeah. <laughs> that was really, really dope. Um, I want to ask you what. What started you on music? It's only like recently that you've been posting shit, right? Yeah. So I've been writing music since I was like 13, but like I've never had the resources to make anything. And uh-huh. all the stuff that I have out right now, I made with like a friend from high school. And unfortunately, like we had a falling out. But at the same time, it's like I've been like, like three of those songs I wrote when I was like 15. So it's just, I've had these laying around and I like never had anything to do with them. And then when I was like getting sober, it kind of like pushed me into like finally having the drive and like, okay, like I'm going to make this happen one way or another kind of shit. That's fucking dope. And uh, most of the production was done by the friend that you had the falling out with. Yeah. And I'm not giving them the clout. So they're going to remain unnamed. (laughs) <laughs> hell yeah that's that's fine by me um i <laughs> so which uh which of these songs did you write when you were 15 i wrote losing my line was 15 and then i wrote one one i don't remember what i named it on the fucking album because i named it right when i like put it <laughs> in to stroke it <laughs> i mean you got you got uh junkie losing my mind this justin i'm dying I was losing my mind in Sunset and, oh, Rodeo. Sunset Rodeo, really? Yeah, Sunset Rodeo. I read that when I was fifteen. Yo, that's fucking dope, dog. I, <laughs> I fucking love that song. I was super jamming to it on the way uh, here, <laughs> and also at my house, and also this morning. You can't prove anything. Um, well, thank you. <laughs> of course. Um, I do want to ask you about some lyrics in your songs. Okay. You have. A song, um, I think it's, yeah, no, it's Sunset and Rodeo uh, that you said, like, I burned all your Gucci and I burned all your Louis Vuitton and all that. Mm-hmm. But in Junkie, you say we're scamming this rich men. I have a question. Did one of okay. these rich men you scammed scam your heart? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> I feel like there's so- a storyline. I didn't even think about that. So you pointed out something that I didn't even connect, which is cool. But no, um, there was in junkie. It was more or less talking about like my like sugar daddies and stuff. 
Um, Fuck yeah. And that, that's just like separate from, and that the whole thing in Sunset and Rodeo, Sunset and Rodeo was about an ex-boyfriend that I had who unfortunately is no longer with us because of a drug overdose. But like we had a fight and I burned like, I think like a good 200 grand worth of his shit. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh my gosh. Okay. And you mentioned, um, I don't know how deep you want to go into this, but you mentioned being clean for a while. Uh, how do you think that affected like your music and your drive and all that? I mean, I think it had affected it like a great deal. Like I, when I was using and when I was in my addiction and my alcoholism, I like had no drive to do anything, but like find the next eight ball and find the next drink. And like music was always on my mind, but like I never went anywhere with it. And when I finally got sober and more or less like started getting my shit together, I was like, this is something I want to do. And then my ex-boyfriend who did music actually passed away Mm -hmm. and he helped me write parts of losing my mind. Um, So it was just like, okay, if anything else, I have to get this song out, this one alone. If not for just for me, for him as well. Um, and then the whole, it just, it just kept progressing. And, um, I mean, I actually have a year coming up on March 23rd. That's fucking incredible. Yeah. Thank you. I, I wanted to talk about losing my mind. I, I could tell just by listening to it that there was a lot of emotional baggage there. It sounded like Mm -hmm. insanely painful, but also really beautiful. Thank you. I appreciate it. That was the vibe I was going for. It was a whole ass vibe. Honestly, it was a cry in my car at 3 a.m. vibe that I was here for. That was that was the plan. <laughs> Which kind of leads into my next question. Um, I can tell like a lot of your songs are emotionally driven. Actually, uh, fucking almost all of your songs are emotionally driven. And mm-hmm. you said you wrote them when you were 15. But I know I know you're writing more music now because on the yeah. live stream, you mentioned releasing some stuff soon. Mm-hmm. So I'm super stoked about that. But what is your favorite emotion or feeling or like mood that you get into that creates the coolest shit? Like not something necessarily that you like feeling. Depression. Depression. I kind of felt like that was going to be the answer. Like mania and depression are where like both my like best songs come out of. Do you, uh, Can I guess which was which? Go for it. Um, I want to say Junkie and uh, Sunset and Rodeo. Yeah, <laughs> you got yes, it. Yes, I'm amazing. <laughs> Those are two of my favorite. Oh, shit. So I saw this actually has nothing to do with lyrics. Um, so... If you had to describe the way that you grew up, because I think I saw that you grew up in California and you are still there. Mm -hmm. Um, If you could describe the way that you grew up using a kid's show, which one would you choose? Oh, that's a good one. Um, Shit. (laughs) 
a kid's show. Well, I mean, is Hannah Montana a kid's I show? I think so. <laughs> I think so. As long as you don't count, like, the part where she performed at the Disney show and did a, like, strip tease on a pole. I, I, I'd say Hannah Montana. I, I'd say Hannah Montana. Oh, oh, wait, <laughs> fuck. That's a trans thing and I'm stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now it makes sense. Fuck. I think I... Oh, my God. I love that. Wait. Okay. So would you say that you were like the nerdy girl, well, at school that no one really paid attention to, but at night you were in on your MySpace creating mad tunes? I mean, I was more like the emo kid who punched the shit out of people if they called me a faggot at school. <laughs> And then Oops. by night, I was learning HTML on my MySpace and doing coke in the bathroom. So. I am impressed in ways I cannot explain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I kind of relate to that shit. But I mean, I more just watched my friends like do coke and beat the shit out of people in the bathroom. So <laughs> oh, I got that backwards, but I don't care. Oh fuck! Well, what part of uh, what part of California did you grow up in? I grew up in this little town called Thousand Oaks. Um, it's like a little Ooh. suburban area because I've lived like with my parents most of my life. Um, there were parts where, like, when I was like, I was like a troubled kid, so I'm very mm -hmm. fucking clearly from my music. <laughs> um, but I was getting. And I never, like, I went to, like, a public school for a little bit, and then I got kicked out because I got in a fight. And then I got sent to, like, continuation school after continuation school, and I got sent out of state for my behavior. So it was, like, I more or less grew up in, like, a bunch of different places. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, like, it's a lot. <laughs> Damn. Okay. How's your relationship with your parents? Is that okay to ask? <laughs> I feel good. No, you're good. It's pretty good. I mean, me and my me and my dad have had mm -hmm. our moments, but he he me and him are at a better place now. And my mom's always been like my biggest supporter. Um, she's literally standing outside the door to my room listening to me hi, talk mom. to you. So. <laughs> <laughs> she says hi. I'm so excited for her to hear this. Actually, um, In your song, Junkie, uh, you did mention a line uh, where you said, Newport's dolls kill, uh, feeling like a model. And how well do you think that line has aged? I think it's aged pretty terribly, to be honest with you. <laughs> Considering so many, um, there's this one particular rep from Dolls Kill who decided to be fucking transphobic as hell to my friend. Well, we won't get into that today. Um, it's, it, it's, I have, like, so many qualms about Dolls Kill as a company. Like, it's not even run by, like, a woman. It's run by, like, a creepy old dude. And it's, like... There's, Sounds there's, about right. There's so many things wrong with it. And the fact that they steal from smaller artists, it's, like, mm -hmm. when I wrote mm -hmm. that song, 
like no one knew how shitty Dolls Co really was. It was like an online store that like is what Hot Topic should have stayed, you know? Right. So I was writing it and it now I'm like, oh fuck. <laughs> so my question is, um, comparing it to Hot Topic, when Hot Topic first like came out, they were like a super kind of underground store that was meant specifically for alternative people to have a place where they can like find their fashion and people who are like minded mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Uh, and used to find really dope music there. Gonna complain about that yeah. for a second. But like their music selection has shrunk so much that it's almost non-existent. And I'm like so upset about that. Ugh. Oh yeah, absolutely. But um, they did start with the intention of you know, creating a safe place for more alternative people. Dollskill, do you, I don't think they started that way. And they just kind of ended up being what Hot Topic is now from the beginning. Yeah, I don't think they started out like that either. Um, I think they, from like my point of view, I think they started out like trying to give off the vibe that that was their intention. Obviously, it's run by, like, some, like, old guy. So right. That was never his intention. I think he was just trying to capitalize on a market that he didn't see anyone else trying to capitalize on. Um, but at the end of the day, like, the internet is forever and we found the shit out. Right. So. And I feel like there are brands that could make alternative uh, clothing and stuff. But there is a huge argument about just against, I believe it's called fast fashion. Where it's like, yeah, yeah, super capitalizing on that alternative look that is usually homemade. And how do you feel about that? Um, I have my qualms with it. Um, at the same time, like a lot of the stuff I buy now is from like fucking AliExpress. So like, if I'm going to do something like mm. sort of DIY, I'm either gonna go to like a thrift store in my neighborhood or go to AliExpress and like make it my own, you know. Um, fair. It's just like, and at the same time, AliExpress is, I feel like still like playing into the whole fast fashion thing. Um, but at at the end of the day, like I hate capitalism, capitalism and every like part of it. But unfortunately in our country, we have to play into it to survive. So Kind of exactly, yeah. I mean, I try and stick to thrift shops as much as I can, but you'll catch my ass in Hot Topic every once in a while. And I still, I I think there's still an argument for Hot Topic. Well, some brands that are in Hot Topic, but I wouldn't say that it's like a super, I don't know. Actually, some of their shit's super quality, so never mind. I'm wearing a Hot Topic jacket right now. Don't let me talk shit. (laughs) But, um... I want to like, I want to do like something fun with you. I don't know what kind of fun thing you're down for. I'm down for anything. Why do you hate cops? (laughs) Um, Because they're the world's biggest gang. Um, Mm -hmm. I think cops are just a giant fucking excuse for racist and disgusting fucking people who in all reality, if they were doing the things they were doing outside of being a cop, would be in prison for the rest of their lives. I feel like the badge is nothing short of an excuse to do illegal shit and not get in trouble for it. Right. That is exactly how I feel as well. And 
I want to ask you your opinion on cops against body cams saying things like, how would you feel if somebody watched you do your job? People watch me do my job all the time. If you like, first of all, like (laughs) I've like, as a fucking singer, like my entire, most of my entire life is on social media. So if it's not my camera on me, it's someone else's. On top of that, I work in a fucking cafe as my like city job. And Mm -hmm. there's fucking security cameras watching you do your job. So you don't steal shit very clearly. Um, (laughs) For fuck's sake, I have an OnlyFans and that's based around a camera. Okay, can I ask, I don't know a whole lot about OnlyFans, but is that like a, you sell pornographic or lewds online? Yes, absolutely. And like, in my mind, it's like, I just like taking sexy pictures and it's not like I can post that on Instagram. And it's like, I, with a lot of the videos I take on there, I'm able to put music over it and make it a little artsy. And it's just, it's like a fun way to like, have like an outlet where I don't have to censor myself. That's fucking dope as shit. I feel that shit so hard. Do you, you. do you consider yourself like a sex worker? I do mostly because like in the past I've done like escorting among other things. Okay. So it's like I still okay. throw myself into that umbrella. Um, I still do my best to advocate for the rights of sex workers. Um, but at the same time, I mean like there are people who are using OnlyFans just because like they already have like X amount of clout and they know they can make money from it. And that makes me a little uncomfy. Mm. But like at the same time, it's great that there's like websites and stuff out there there, where people can like sort of be their own manager and make their own content and not feel like scared or pressured or, you know, have to go and like meet with strangers and stuff, you know? I'm actually a sex educator and I used to have a show where I talked uh, to people who were either porn actors um uh escorts um all all kinds of sex work all kinds of interesting forms of sex work and i wanted to ask like Mm -hmm. from your experience or how do you think being trans has affected that did you feel super fetishized during it or did you feel like just another cis sex worker i mean it was client to client Like, there were clients I had that, like, did make me feel super fetishized. And, I mean, like, Mm -hmm. at the same time signing up for that, like, that's what you sign up for is, like, playing into that little, for lack of a better word, playing into that fantasy. Um, But at the same time, there were, like, a lot of clients who were just, you know, like, chill and, like, didn't make me feel super, like, objectified. That's fucking dope. It's It's one of those things where you have to try and sort of, like mentally not distant but separate the scene from your actual identity yeah to separate the emotion from the action or like you're just gonna fuck with your head and so for you it was less of a passion project more of a job or a different or the other way around oh yeah no at the time it was just like survival like i i couldn't get a fucking job anywhere else. No one would fucking hire me because I do have a couple felonies. And it's like, okay, well, this is easy money. And I have fucking bills to pay. I have court fees to fucking deal with. Uh-huh. So it's like, I'm uh-huh. the money. No, that's that's kind of incredible that you're, you've taken that, like, form of necessity yeah. and you turned it into a way that you're more comfortable with. You still get to enjoy the, like, side of showing yourself off and being 
sexual in a way that's your terms and no one can touch you without your permission. That's fucking dope. Yeah, exactly. Do you ever cam or do you just do pictures? See, I've thought about doing camming and I just, I don't have the commitment to like go and like find out where the fuck to do that. Fair. If you want to talk after this, I think I have a couple friends that I can get you in contact if you ever want to actually like do that shit. Um, That'd be dope. Yeah. Which, do you know what the really funny thing is, though? Uh, I'm actually a demisexual sex educator who's ran a sex shop for two years of my life. So <laughs> my my number is below five, and I talk about sex with just about Love that. My number is somewhere in the million. <laughs> <laughs> it's how much? No, I'm kidding. You don't have to say that. That was a joke. Oh, my God. No, you're fine. I don't fucking know. I can't count that high. <laughs> Dude, I fucking love your energy. You're like so unapologetically yourself and strong-willed and amazing. And I, it comes through in your music. It comes through in your videos on TikTok, uh, your Instagram posts. Let's talk about your Instagram pictures for a second. Okay. Okay. More like you said OnlyFans is the shit that you post to feel real sexy without the parameters of Instagram. But you push the parameters of Instagram in the best goddamn way. It's so confident and amazing. Thank you. I try my best. I like I'm sure one day one of my posts is going to get taken down. But until that happens, you know, ain't no one going to stop me. Yeah. No cop, no stop. Keep going until they yell at you. Basically. So if you had to pick one look on your Instagram that is your personal favorite, and I will like uh, put the link of it in this episode's description, uh, what would you pick? Probably like the first post I have up. Like just it's for my album cover and I'm really, really proud of it. And it's the one where all the puff bars are sitting on the car and I'm just like on the hood and my pink hair. The, oh, yeah, the most recent one. Oh, my God. Yeah. I yeah. love those. I'm sorry. I'm also looking at your Instagram right now. Both of us are focusing on this. <laughs> Who can? How can we? Your hair is so fucking... Is it pink or red? Uh, it's pink in that one. Oh, that's fucking sick. You just don't win. You just don't it's win. Just, <laughs> I mean, hey, pink is pink is pink is pink. Um... Have you ever, like, dressed up or cosplayed before? I did. I used to cosplay as Brow from Black Butler. <gasps> so, did you do that when you were, like, younger? Because, yeah. like, I, 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 see a, I see a line of trending with trans people that they usually cosplay the other gender before they transition. Yeah, I was, I was cosplaying Brow from Black Butler and Noise from Dramatical Murder. Oh my god! I fucking I have to. Do yeah. you have pictures of your noise cosplay? I need it for reasons. I do. Ah, somewhere in my archive of hell. There are gonna be people <laughs> who are listening to this show, and they're gonna be like, "What the fuck is dramatical murder?" And we have to explain murder porn. I don't understand. Basically. <laughs> Holy fucking shit! Japanese nocturne visual novel. <laughs> You want to play video games, masturbate, and cry at the same time? We fucking got you. Literally. <laughs> me and my me and my friends did a photo shoot at Anime LA when I was still cosplaying, and I was noise, and like noise is like a hacker, as like you know. Right. And the whole thing was they were all cosplaying like from Five Nights at Freddy. 
So I literally, it was just, we had a hashtag that was called noise hacked FNAF. And like, it was the whole vibe was like noise hacked into Five Nights at Freddy's and was like, it was so funny. If you can find me this picture, I'm going to make it the thumbnail of this episode. I can find it. No problem. Please do. Thank you so much for your sacrifice. I got you. So, uh, what was I going to say about noise? Fuck me. God damn it. Literally what I was going to say about noise is fuck me. (laughs) Honestly, come on, fuck me, emo boy. It's so applicable there. Okay, can I ask you a question about that fucking video game real quick? Yes. How pissed were you that the fact that noise can only feel things in his mouth didn't end up in him giving Alba a blowjob and instead giving Alba giving him a blowjob and biting his dick. I know. I was like, are you kidding? What is this bullshit? I was offended. And his fucking yellow socks. I'm sorry. I was so offended. I haven't thought about this game in years. (laughs) You've recovered memories that I've buried. I'm so sorry. No, do not apologize. So... You know how people usually ask, especially like uh, more cis people, they ask, how did, when did you know you were trans? I want to ask you that question, but I want to change it a little bit. Okay. When did you know it was going to be really, really hard to find a job? Um, you know, when I got my face tattoo. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I was still... I love that. But I don't think your, t- your face tattoo is that bad. I-, I would hire you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, you're so welcome. Let me see. Yeah, no, that's not that bad. That's a good face tattoo. I have a friend who's got a um, uh, snowflake on their face. And that's super dope. I don't know what this interview is becoming. I'm so glad that we can edit this out because um, my mind is bouncing all over the walls. Oh, you're fine. Oh, thank you so much. Oh my god, hold on. What is this uh what is this like keyblade dragon that you're holding in this picture here? Okay. First of all, it's the keyblade from the Hades level in Kingdom Hearts. Oh Thank you very much. How did I not recognize that? I'm a failure. <laughs> and that was like I was trying to do that was gonna be for my first show, my first like live performance, but unfortunately Right before I was supposed to go on, uh, somebody got stabbed on the floor above us in the club, so we had to evacuate. Holy shit. Yeah. You've been just, like, shit on, like, when you're trying to face, like, chase your dreams, and I'm so fucking sorry. (laughs) It is what it is. I mean, at the end of the day, somebody died, so it's like, I can't be, like, mad. Somebody died. Dog, you can be upset about that. Yeah. Oh, man, you amazing, wonderful. Like, the thing is, that just makes you so much fucking cooler because you're like, I used to be in this horrible situation. All of these people I cared about are gone. All of this shit happened. Somebody died when I first tried to perform. And then you're still fucking going and you're still killing it. And that's incredible. Yeah. Dog, I love that. (laughs) But I do want to ask, like, when did you, uh, when did you start to, like, really transition in your well, mind? Well, I started transitioning, I want to say a year and a half ago. Um, but, like, I always knew, like, I wasn't, like, gay mm. or anything. I just, like, kept pushing it down 
and didn't want to think about it and didn't want to acknowledge that that's what was going on. So, like, I played it off and I, like, just bullshitted myself for years. And finally, I was like, well, I'm not happy. Let's unpack (laughs) this. Oh, man. Who were your first influences that made you, like, feel like, "Mm, that's kind of what I am, too? Um, hmm. Um, I refuse to give Nick. I refuse to give Nikita Dragon any credit for anything, and I'm not going to start now. I just want to be very clear about that. Um, So not her. Good. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) I guess the first person who actually, like, made me, like, want to start exploring my gender would have been Jeffree Star. Nice. do have to give them credit for that. Um, And then... Gigi Gorgeous, I will say, hmm. was another big thing. And then um, there's another YouTuber who I started watching. And I was like, okay, well, this YouTuber, like, we we talk a lot. And we become kind of close. So I consider her a friend. Um, and she's sort of, like, what pushed me to finally just be like, fuck it. Like, I need to stop lying to myself. And her name's Cluam. Kluam Sutherland. She's from Australia, and she has Australia's number one most followed sugar baby. Oh, my God. I love that. Holy shit. I'm going to check her shit out. We love yes. her. Yes. Fuck yeah, we do. Oh, my God. Can you spell that for me real quick? C-L-U-A-M Sutherland with a U. First thing that popped up. Oh, my God. What a fucking queen. Holy shit. She is gorgeous. Yeah, I love her. I honestly can say that this has been probably one of the most fun interviews that I have ever had. I loved talking with you. And maybe in the future, you might want to do this again sometime. Absolutely. I'm surprised I haven't just given you my number already. Oh, my God, please do. Yes. Fuck yeah. Get ready for the shittiest texts, the worst gifts, and the slowest response time. I'm so excited. Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm so amped in this fucking studio right now. All right. Uh, Plug your shit, dog. Where can people follow you? Where where can they listen to your shit? What's up? What's going on? You can find me on, you can find my music on all streaming services under Kill Sky. That's K-I-L-L-S-K-Y-Y. Um, my Instagram is the same, Kill Sky. My TikTok is For the Rich. Um, and yeah, sometimes I post YouTube videos when I'm not uh, falling into my commitment issues. <laughs> I, I understand. <laughs> Oh man. And then uh what what big things do you have coming up that you want people to check out? Uh I have, I'm working on my album right now with my friend Salem. So I, I am gonna plug her uh solo project as well. Her name's Internet Girlfriend. Um you can find her on Apple Music and Spotify. She just re- released her debut debut single on all streaming services called Phase One Clinical Trials under Internet Space G F. Um, we've got a lot of music on Bandcamp as well. Um, and yeah, um, my album and my, I did my album cover shoot. So I have a single coming out at the end of this month, hopefully, um, when I get those pictures back for the album art, it's going to be called Problem. So yeah. Oh my God. I'm so stoked for all of this and more. And you have been an absolute delight. 
and I we're going to edit this to make it sound super great. And I'm so happy that you chose to spend your time with me. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Bye-bye.